Pacific Ocean. It's the Junior Kinkoeva Jr. Show starring Junior Kinkoeva Jr. Join Junior along with the Wayne Bothey Band as he makes any kind from Hawaii. And now, ladies and gentlemen, Junior Kinkoeva Jr. Hey, welcome. Welcome to the podcast. I'm Junior Keiko Eva Junior. Oh, man, I tell you, you guys, uh, you guys is unreal. Thank you, thank you, thank you, thank you. Um, so we got, bro, we're gonna have one, we're gonna have one attitude of gratitude. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, I've had one attitude of gratitude for a long time, but, but I tell you, bro, it's nothing like what I'm experiencing right now. I'm very grateful. Okay, because we never know that this thing was gonna do anything. We never think, we never think this podcast was gonna do anything. We thought, we thought this, you know, a couple guys go pick them up on Oahu and, and we're gonna be good. Um, <clears throat> we'd like to thank the people of United Kingdom, Canada, Australia, South Africa, Germany, and Belgium. Uh, that's the country so far. Six other countries besides ours. And on our country, oh man, we gotta thank California, Texas, Virginia, Montana, Nevada, Utah, Washington, New Jersey, Tennessee, Massachusetts, New York, Oregon, Pennsylvania, and Arizona. And then locally, okay, Wailuku is leading the charge. <laughs> Wailuku. Well, you know, I, I, I mention you guys every podcast because we're very grateful to have you guys. Um, this is how it starts, okay? Uh, Honolulu, Wahiwa, Wainai, Waipahu, Kailua, Hilo, Kaneo, Emililani Town, Everbeach. Now we get Aea and Pro City. Aea, Pro City, and Pro Harbor. So we want to uh, take this probably some military guys on Pearl Harbor going, who the hell is this? <laughs> who the hell is this? Who the hell is this, Jen? I mean, they're probably, they're probably talking star on the ship or something, you know. But, um, but yeah, hey, thank you guys so much. Um, and, you know, like, like every day that we look at the stats, like this morning, there was 1,340 people that, that listened to episodes this morning. We're very, very, very grateful uh, that, that we're getting this kind of response. Uh, we even inspired a, co- a local comedian, not a local comedian. He's on Instagram and, and he told me, Oh, bro, uncle, you, you inspired me to go make one podcast. And I'm like, bro, I wasn't even in the podcast frame of mind. You know what I mean? This is something that I don't know. Augie T told me, right? We was talking story and he told me I got to do him. And then I, I took like, I don't know, a couple months, you know, I, I took process, you know, my processor is not like the computer, kind of slow. Eh? So, so I had to process. But after I process, I was like, oh, yeah, but this is the thing to for try. You know, you try them, you know, chance them, right? So anyway, we chance them. And, um, and, and I, I never know it's going to be like this. So, so anyway, thank you very much, you guys. Thanks. Uh, we got to thank our sponsors to uh, Island Club and Spa. It, Sister Jerry, she's a GM. Jerry Berger, she's, bro, Jerry Berger, you got to check her out on on Instagram, she's an inspiring individual. She inspires tons and thousands and thousands of people. She get like over hundred thousand people on her Instagram, and uh, she's a fitness guru. She's she's a she's a uh, kind. She's a bodybuilder. She she goes in those just she won championships. She goes in those uh, what do you call that uh, uh, contests 
bodybuilding contest. Oh, man. But she smoke them every time. And she bring home titles and they win swords and they, uh, they do all kinds of stuff. They do all kinds of stuff. So we want to say how's it to Jerry Berger, general manager of Island Club and Spa in Kaka'ako and at the Alohilani Resort in Waikiki. I keep wanting to go to the Waikiki one. One of these days I go in. I go take my baby. We go around and maybe spend a day or a night. All right. I don't know what we're going to spend. Probably end up spending money. <laughs> spend money. Every time. Every time. So, uh, but yeah, I got to go down there. Also, Randy Otto is, a, is the CEO of, of Island Club and Spa. He's the founder and CEO and uh, uh, Kaka'ako and Alohilani. So I want to say, Randy, thank you very much. Also, Voice Master Enterprises and, um, and, and, and AFM Hawaii Music, okay, our record company. And uh, Darren Chinen, we just produced. We're in the middle of producing Reef Robinson, this guy. Uh, he performs with Henry, Henry Capono. Uh, down at Dukes on Sunday So if you're down on You know Down in Waikiki on Sunday Go check him out Go check out Henry Down at Dukes And uh, uh, Reef Go come up and, and sing with him Every every week they do that So I want to say How's it And uh, Well on this episode <laughs> On this episode uh, I'm drinking my lunch right now <laughs> I'm drinking my lunch On this On this uh, episode right now we, I just um, Wanted to tell you guys You know The law of attraction Works in different ways Okay and sometimes the law of attraction will work in, in a way that you don't expect it to work, right? Because, you know, I had bro, I had so many heroes that I watched on TV and, and so many heroes that, you know, um, over the years, right? So it was entertainers, you know, and then I, I told you guys a story about wrestling. I told you the story about the law of attraction and wrestling, right? And, you know, I wasn't, I wasn't built to be one of them tough guys and, you know, go out and, and be a wrestler, right? So I ended up doing the commentating, right? I did the commentating and stuff like that. And then so, so we was doing the commentating, you know, uh, World Pacific Wrestling Channel 4, 1 o'clock on Saturdays. And, and that was good. I mean, that was all right. You know, you know what I'm saying? And then so later on, there was this time where I met another one of my heroes, one wrestling hero. See, when I was doing the wrestling, he wasn't, he wasn't involved. He was retired already. He had on beach service, okay? I'm talking about... King Curtis, bro. I'm talking about Curtis the Bull Iaokia. Okay, Curtis the Bull Iaokia. You know, some of my heroes I met, you know, like like doing the thing, like the wrestling guy, right? The rest, the Sheik, all them. I told you, those my heroes when I was a kid. I met them, and and they were still wrestling, and and I met them, you know, doing the doing the shows with them, right? But now Curtis was was retired, and uh, he was my oh, bro, he was my hero when I was a kid. Curtis the bully, okay, bro, I never forget him, but it's still, till today, I can see him, you know, from the TV, the images off the TV, and the interviews, is, I can still see him in my head, just like it was yesterday, it was unreal, he had, bro, he had a full head of hair, he had his curly hair, it was wild, his wild hair, oh, bro, and, and a couple of my friends actually knew him, a couple of my friends actually knew him, and uh, they said, they said they went up Makawaho one time, and he went order pictures of beer for everybody, right? So he went order like six pictures on one table. And he went pass out all the pictures, all the glasses. And he took one picture for him. And he was drinking right out of the picture, right? I mean, that's the kind of guy Curtis was. But he was good fun, bro. He was good fun, Curtis. So so on this podcast, I'm going to tell you how I met Curtis the Bull Iaokia. And this is all law of attraction, okay? Uh, you know, like I told you guys, right? So, so the law of attraction will bring things to you. You don't have to go looking for it. And, and I didn't, I never go look for Curtis. I did not look for Curtis. 
Okay, Curtis found me. <laughs> well, kind of, we kind of found each other, but but I'm gonna tell you the story. So, at one point in my life, this was like early twenties, right? So I was I was security guarding. I had an illustrious career in security guarding, and um, uh, I gotta tell you, I gotta tell you about Ripper Collins too. Ripper Collins, he used to wrestle with Curtis Elkia, and I used to work with Ripper Collins. Doing security, doing security work, but that's another podcast, alright. So, so anyway, I was working uh, this one company, right, and uh, they no longer, they no longer uh, are in existence. But, um, but they used to have this company, right, and I used to work for them. And so, one of the posts, right, they they called a an account a post, right. So, like you you station at that post, and one of the the posts was Fairway Villas. Fairway Villas is an apartment complex. <clears throat> right across from the Alawai Golf Course, okay, on the Kapahulu side, okay, and then on the other side is uh, Alawai, right, on the opposite side. But this is Kapahulu side. I think it's Date Street or something. Uh, I don't know. I, I forget the street. But anyway, it was called Fairway Villas, and that was my account. Fairway Villas was a pretty cool place to work, except if you had to work overnight. If you had to work overnight, the thing about Fairway Villas that that would kill anybody, okay. Is at four o'clock in the morning, or actually earlier than that, maybe about two thirty, three o'clock in the morning. Okay, Love's Bakery was right down the street, the old Love's Bakery in Kapahulu. Okay, not the new one, the old. And and Love's Bakery is right down the street, and they would bake bread overnight so that the bread was fresh in the morning. <clears throat> about two thirty, about two thirty in the morning, right? You can smell this bread, Hawaiians. Oh my God, like brand brand new fresh bread, bro. Fresh bread, and you can smell them. And, and you know, I, I can only imagine that a guy is leaving Kapahulu because I never leave Kapahulu. I just didn't work Kapahulu, you know what I'm saying? But I was right there, and then boom, like 2 30 in the morning, bro. If you was hungry and you had to smell freshly baked bread for like three, four hours before you get before you get off work, bro, that's torture. So every time I worked over there, I made, I made sure I brought extra food, something, snacks, something because. Bro, two thirty in the morning, fresh bread smell, and and you know the first thing you like do right when you get off work, you like go to Love's Bakery and you like buy bread because you like eat the bread that, that you smell for the last four hours, right? But it was fresh, you know what I mean? So we had this area in the in the front by the lobby. They had this lobby area, and then had one zone loading zone where people could just you know they could just load uh, load on and off casual kind. But you couldn't park in the loading zone. You had to just unload your stuff and then, you know, go. So <clears throat> one night I was doing my rounds, right, early in the evening. And um, I think it was about like 7.30 or whatever. I doing my rounds. I come, I come down from my rounds. I see this van. And this van is parked in a loading zone. And I go up to the van. I look inside. I go, oh, boogie boards, fins, like like choke kind. I mean, like, you know, so, so kind of told me that whoever this was, right, had on beach service in Waikiki or, you know, something, right? Rentals or something because they had plenty. I mean, they had choke boogie boards and, and plenty mats and, and everything you need for the beach. It had, had snorkels, goggles, everything, everything in this big cargo van. So so I'm looking around, right? I don't see nobody. Okay, so the instructions they gave us, right? My, my captain from the security company said, hey, if somebody parks in that loading zone, you told it. You told him right away. I'm like, okay. If you cannot find a guy, you look for the guys first, whatever, and then told him. 
So I like, okay, so I looked around, I looked around, no more nobody, right? So I called a tow company, tow company came down, we towed a van. Okay, now I'm, I'm walking down, you know, walking around the perimeter, what they call the perimeter of the property, the edge of the property, right? And I'm walking around and, you know, I, I'm coming back towards the lobby. And this kid, probably about 14 years old, 13, 14 years old, is running up to me like, like, like something was emergency. Like, like, bro, he had, he had a terror look on his face, bro. He was like, he was scared. And he came up to me, he goes, he goes, bro, bro, excuse me, excuse me, excuse me, sir, sir, sir. Uh, did, did you see one van in parking over here? And I said, yeah, I, I went to him. Bro, he's, he's parking in a no, no, he's parking in a no parking zone, bro. That's loading zone, bro. He, the van was there for, you know, over 10 minutes, bro. I went to him. And so this kid goes, oh, no. He goes, oh, what? He goes, where, you to, where, where are you in Tom to? So I gave him the address and everything. And he goes, oh, man, that's, 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 uh, that's, that's Curtis Eokia's van. And, and just, you know, just then, right, the name went, went click, went click like this, like that. It was just like that. It was like, like that. And it didn't even click, right? And I'm like, wait a minute, wait a minute. I look at the kid and I go, Curtis the bull, Eokia? He goes, yeah, yeah, Curtis the bull, Eokia, bro, that was his van. And I'm like, oh, no. Oh, my, bro, my heart went sink to my toes. I felt my toes go, boom. <laughs> like, cause my heart went fall out inside my body. My heart just went, boom, all the way down, all the way down to my toes, right? And then, and I had one hand moment because I never know he lived there, right? And the hand went all the way up. Huh? <laughs> I think we're higher than that. We're like, huh? Like, I don't can go higher than that. I think that, that was the max. I think that was, the, but, but I had one hand moment and, and I was like, oh no. So I tell the guy, okay, wait, 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 wait. I got to do the right thing. I got to go talk to Curtis the Bull, right? And I'm hoping that I don't die. I'm hoping that this is my, you know, because I was thinking, like, bro, this could be your last night security because you could just be dead before you go home, you, you know? And, and so I, I thought, like, okay, well, what, what, what's his number? So the guy gave me his number, everything, right? Sixth floor. So I went up to the sixth floor. And I and the door was was propped open by, by one door stop, right? It was propped open. The fans had fans, like, you know, going on in, inside the house, okay? So never had air conditioning, it was fans. Fans was going. And Curtis was on the phone, right? And and uh, I, don't, I don't, like, say what, what I heard him say. <coughs> so I'm going to change the word, the wording a little bit because I, like, I don't, like, swear on top of the podcast. I mean, this thing goes all over the world, you know what I'm saying? And so, so I walk up to the door, and he's on the phone, and he goes, he's talking to somebody on the phone, he goes, yeah, somebody just towed my freaking van. But he's like, he's like, he's like angry, right? And I, I'm, I'm starting to go. Well, I don't know if I like tell him. I don't know if I like, you, you know. But something inside me said, "Bro, the truth shall set you free. You gotta tell the truth. You gotta tell him, but you can tell him." So I'm like, oh, "Okay, okay." Me and my stupid core values. You, you know what I mean? Like my, my, my. St- Stupid honesty, right? You know, sometimes I just like lie. Sometimes I just like, you know. Anyway, so so I knock on the door, right? I took, took, took. Hello, you know. He come, he goes, come inside, brother, come inside. He's like that. He's on the phone, right? I go inside. I just stand there, right? 
I'm in uniform, get my badge on, you know. I, I go, well, this is a good way to mock it. <laughs> Here we go. I'm going to die with my badge on. You know what I mean? And I can just see my funeral, you know. Like, well, he he gave his all for the security company, you know. I wanted to be an entertainer, and here I am, a security guard, because I'm not there yet, right? I was like 20 years old, and I, and I was like, boy, this is, this is a way to die right here. I'm like, damn. So... I'm waiting till he finishes his conversation. He finishes his conversation. He hang up. He look at me. He goes, how can I help you, brother? He's like, brother, this guy is, brother, he's solid. Curtis. Oh, man. And I said, uh, excuse me, uh, Mr. Yaukia. You know, I'm very sorry, but uh, I was following, uh, I was following the rules and uh, I was told that if any, you know, car was in the loading zone downstairs, you know, uh, you know, I had to tow him if I couldn't find the owner and nobody was there. And I would look around. I couldn't find anybody. So I, I, I'm very sorry, sir. I, I had to tow your van. Curtis looked at me. He goes, you got a lot of balls towing my van, brother. And he point, he point his finger at me, right? And I go, oh, no, here we go. Here we go. Here we go. You know, he's like, I, I was thinking, like, any any minute now, the, the, the 457 Magnum will come out and, and I'm gone, right? I go, Maki. And and I look at him and and I said I, I I'm sorry Mr. Aoki I, I I didn't know, and he looked at me, and he goes, "That's all right, brother." He said, "That's all right. You was just doing your job." You know, he started telling me stuff like that, right? And then he tell me, "How's about a beer, brother?" <laughs> you know, I told, "Oh no, Mr. Aoki, I'm sorry, but I, I'm working. I no no I, I I'm sorry." And he, but he would offer me offer me a beer, right? And I, so, 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 you know, he would change his tone at that, at that point. You know, he would change his tone, right? And he knew you, he, he told me, he goes, I knew, I knew I was wrong. I knew I was, wasn't supposed to park over there. You know, he goes, you're just doing your job, boo. You're just doing your job. And then, you know, I started telling him, you know, now, now that we was good, right? Now that we was good. I started telling, oh, Mr. Aokia, you, you know, I, Oh, bro, I was a big fan of you. I watched you ever since I was a kid. I saw you on TV, but you wrestling, all that guy. And then I told them the guys I knew. See, the guys I knew was in the syndicate. They were syndicate guys. But they was already kind of... So So here's the thing you got to know. So some of the syndicate guys in, in on Oahu, right? When things get a little too heavy, they go hang out on the neighbor islands. I don't know if you guys know that. They go hang out. They go hang out. On his, so, so his friends, right, uh, these guys that knew him, right? They, they was hanging out on the neighbor island. They was hanging out on Kauai. And that's where I met him when I was a kid. And I met I met this guy that was his good friend. And so I started mentioning, you know, who I know, you know. And that's the kind you got to talk story. Got to talk story, Hawaiians. Because, you know, when you start talking story, you know, we always, we have that down. So that's one thing, with the, especially with the, the syndicate guys, bro. You got to talk story right away. And I don't care how you pull them out. But you got to pull out who you know and where and, you know, and, and, and whatever and, you know, bloodlines and whatever. You got to throw them down. And, then, you know, and somewhere along the line, you know, they, they either going, they're going to judge you and they, they, you either cool or you're not cool, you know. And so, so I start telling him, and oh, yeah, 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 I know him. Yeah, oh, that's your friend too. Yeah, you know him. Like, oh, yeah, oh, okay. So we, but by, by the time I left his apartment, bro, we, we was almost friends. You know what I mean? It was friendly. It was it was friendly, and then uh, so so anyway, so I so I left right, and uh, went and go back to doing my job and you know, 
and and um, so I was very careful after that. I was very careful whose car we tow. I, ne- I never just tow cars after that. You know, I, I did my best for, for even look for him like longer. You know, even if it took me longer for look for the guy, but I would go look. You know, but then what? What I what I found out one day, I see Uncle Ciro show up. Okay, now Uncle Ciro was uh, with Uncle Don then, right? And Uncle Ciro was Uncle Don's bodyguard. And Uncle Ciro used to hang out down at the Don Ho Show, right? And one day, and so Uncle Ciro had on baby daughter. Uh, Uncle Ciro had on had on daughter at one point, and uh, you know, so 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 I was I was the kind. So you know, I was just working one day, and I see Uncle Ciro pull up. I go, hey, Uncle Ciro. He look at me. He goes, hey, boy. You know, and he brought his daughter, and they went to the pool. So Uncle Ciro used to come and see, you know, Curtis, and and uh, they used to go to the pool. So pretty soon, I started calling him Uncle Curtis. But I was, I was rocking and rolling. Uncle, hey, Uncle Curtis, are you Uncle Curtis? Are you Uncle? You know, and then um, he told me he said, "Hey, if you ever, if you ever go Waikiki Beach, but you need boogie boards, you need fins, whatever you need, but you just come down. You let me know." I mean, you know, so he went, now he wanted to take care of me. And, and I'm like, whoa. So the bottom line to this this whole thing, cousins, is that, yeah, this is the law of attraction because I was so into wrestling and, and these guys. And, you know, and, and I was a big fan of Curtis. I mean, huge fan of Curtis Elkias and and uh, Johnny Baran, all these guys. I couldn't name these guys. You you, don't, you guys don't even know who's these guys. But but they was on TV when I, you know, and I was in elementary school watching wrestling. They was on TV every Friday night. You know, and and Saturday they had on Saturday uh, show too, and so, so I you know so I used to watch them right every week. Every week the the, the big you know main event was on wrestling and well, was on TV, and and so you know the goal was to stay up till ten o'clock on Friday nights, ten or ten thirty right after the news, ten thirty, and um, so so I mean you know the, these things came into my life because I was attracting this stuff, right? Because I wanted to meet all these people, you know, I, I really wanted to. Uh, uh, meet them and talk to them and get them, you know, get to know like, okay, how you did this and how, how you got into this and, and whatever. I never really asked Curtis how he got into wrestling. I never, I never knew LL like that. Uh, for me, it was, was good enough knowing him the way I knew him. And, and he was a legend. And I met plenty, uh, plenty guys like that. Like, like after the heyday, right? I met them and, and there was the kind, you know, um, they, they were still around, but they, they wasn't active in, in the stuff anymore. They were, I mean, but they were still famous, but they wasn't really active, you know, that kind. And so, um, oh, bro, it was good. And then when I found out Uncle Cyril, knew Uncle Curtis, right? And then I go, oh, that, that makes sense. <laughs> it's all, all, all the syndicate uncles, they all know each other. And then, you know, and then, um, then, then I mean, the, you know, the years go by and stuff like that. And, and I knew Curtis. I seen him now Waikiki Beach, but I never go Maui. You know, Mahoe. So, so those those of you that don't know Mahoe, it's like when you impose on somebody, or when you ask of something uh, from somebody, Mahoe. And and you know, Mahoe is used in a negative connotation. So, I mean, that's like you know, like if I went down and hey, Uncle Curtis, oh, I can use boogie board. I mean, you know, that's Mahoe. So uh, we we were taught anyway by our kupuna uh, back on Kauai not to Mahoe. And so so I never Mahoe. But but yeah, it was there. You know, it, it was it was right there, uh, if I wanted, and and that was really cool. So so the the bottom line is honesty is the best policy. It always is. I mean, you know, I don't care. I don't care if it's a business deal. I don't care if it's uh, you know, and that's why we do everything by contract on uh, with our companies. I mean, you know, we we don't hide nothing. 
you know, a lot of people they this this kid sign contract because it, you know, but but the contract is is what we're gonna do, what you gonna do, and you you sign and everything is honest. So honesty is the best policy. I always always uh, I always found that out. You know, sometimes it hurts to be honest. Sometimes sometimes it kind of hurts you because you know, especially if if uh, you know, you, like in that case, bro. I never know. I you know. I, could have been danger <laughs> you know what I mean could have been danger right there but I had to tell the truth I had to tell him you know and sometimes sometimes it takes some courage you know like it took a lot of courage out of my 22 year old mind and my 22 year old body because bro I wanted to run <laughs> I just wanted to run and hide right I wanted to hide behind the security company I wanted to call my boss and go can you go talk to Mr. Yalke you see what I'm saying but but no I you know something inside of me said bro Get your ass up there, <laughs> you know. So I, so I went, you know. So I went, but but honesty is the best policy, and not not only that, Hoins. The thing that happened, right? The best part of what happened, it wasn't just the honesty. It wasn't like I was I was the man for being honest. It it was it was the, uh, it was it was the respect that I got, you know. Because when you when you honest like that, especially if you're young, so I'm talking to you young guys, right? Especially if you're young, when you're young. You in your early twenties like that, you need respect. You need to get respect from people because you need to start establishing your integrity. And you need to start forming your integrity. That's very, very important. You know, integrity means that, you know, it's congruency. Okay. You do what you say. You behave like like you talk like. Okay. So cause if you're doing if you're saying one thing and you're doing something else. I mean, you know, I know some chicks like that. They they say one thing, they do something else, you know. But that's because they get they get emotional mind and not logical. But guys, when a guy that says something, and then he does something else, okay, that's that's uh, yeah, that that's kind of screwed up because then there's there's that incongruency, okay, incongruency when you when your actions no match no match your words, you know, like like whatever you say, you know. You say things supposed to be this way, and then you're doing them that way, and then so that's yeah, it's like that. So you gotta establish some kind of uh, integrity with your life when when you're in your twenties, your thirties, and then after that, after that, the bugger come natural, normal after that, you know. But but first, yeah, you're gonna have to you're gonna have to get up some courage, especially like that, you know, where you think it's some danger or, or you. You know, you're gonna sub be subject to judgment, or you're gonna be subject to words, or you know, somebody might yell at you. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, bro, I, all of that was going through my head. All of that, but I was scared too, man. But, but yeah, I, and I was, bro, I was shaking under underneath. I mean, I may have looked okay, but bro, inside, I was shaking. You know, I, I almost, <laughs> I almost did the Pocky Pig thing. You know, uh, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, maybe, uh, maybe, Mr. Yalke. <laughs> bro, it was almost like that, bro. I was so nervous inside. And after that happened, when I walked away from the apartment, when it was all done and, you know, I had to go back to work, I walked away from the apartment feeling so good, Hawaiians. You know, and this is what it means when it says the truth will set you free. You know, it, it sets your soul free. It sets your inside free. You know, when you when you when you honest, you tell the truth. You know, that your inside no more burden, no more nothing. The thing just release and and you just, you know, I mean, you feel lighter. You, I mean, all of that. So 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 yeah. So always always do that. I mean, it it pays. It really does pay. Yeah, it pays to be honest. It pays to uh, 
it, it, it pays to to do things the you know um, I want to I want to say to to do it in in a in a um, in a way that that is uh, uh, consistent with your values you know because most of us we we raise with the kind of values right so you do the right thing yeah so it, it really pays to do the right thing anyway so um so yeah so then you know and then after that oh, i used to see uncle Cyril come over and everything and and uh and curtis uh curtis passed away already you know and um but uh up until he died uh you know that was my friend i, I gained a lifelong friend and i was i was privileged and and can proudly say that i was a friend of curtis the bull elkia and uh bro, I, I only wish I knew him. I was too small. I was I was a small kid when he was wrestling. But I wish I knew him then. Bro, brother was off the chain, bro. Brother was he used to do all kinds of bro. They used to eat glass on TV. They used to they used to eat goldfish. They used to do all kind of crazy kind of stuff on TV, bro. I mean for the for the effect, right? And we used to watch them and we used to be like, whoa, man. Oh, I like to be friends with them because they, you know, they're dangerous, right? <laughs> and then that's the cool guys, you know what I mean? Oh, I like to be friends with them. But it, it actually happened and I actually became friends with Curtis Yaukea. So, so all this kind of stuff I'm telling you guys, you know, this is all law of attraction. So, so whatever you're seeking, whatever your soul is seeking, and, and my soul was seeking entertainment and, and all this, it was entertainment. Wrestling was part of entertainment. Although, you know, when you're a kid, you, you look at them a little, little bit different, right? But it is entertainment. And um, I, I met the world's greatest entertainers. I mean, the guys that I saw anyway. I mean, I, I met some world-class entertainers. And Curtis guys, they wrestled around the world. It wasn't just here in Hawaii. They went to Japan. They went all over. They went to Canada. They went to, they went to foreign countries to wrestle. They wrestled all over the world. I mean, these guys wasn't just local. I mean, people knew them in in different parts of the world and in some parts of the world they had different names but that's another podcast because i knew this japanese wrestler right i'm gonna tell you guys the story uh, about when he made me do 100 push-ups but but yeah so when they went in different parts of the world uh even uncle tor kamaka you know he was a hawaiian wrestler right when he went to japan he was tor kamata I mean, these guys, they change the name, everything. But you know what? They had awesome careers. They made some awesome money. I mean, they, they made good money and, and they had a good time. And that's what life is all about, Hawaiians. If you're not having a good time, if you're working, you're doing some job that, that really is just tugging at you and, and, and putting you to hell, uh, let that go and, and find whatever is conducive. Um, to you and and to your inside, because there's nothing worse than going to work every day, and then you you know you you going to work every day, and pretty soon you're up. Ah, I gotta go already. But but yeah, you going you going to work every day, and pretty soon you gonna get ulcers, cause <laughs> cause the bugger no fit your life. You know what I mean? Don't just work for money. That's not gonna do it. Ah uh, yeah. Hey, the podcast being brought to you by Island Club and Spa, Voice Master Enterprises, also okay. Uh, we also like uh, tell you that it's uh, brought to you by AFM Hawaii Music, featuring the music of Darren Chinen, and uh, that uh, he's on there. Just go download him from iTunes. Until next time, I'm Junior Keiko Weber Junior. Mahalo, aloha, Mr. Wayne Bodji and the Wayne Bodhead Band Radio.